Welcome to the Blue and White Brothers, the podcast all about Penn State football. Conversation and commentary from a fan perspective. I'm Tom Gaffman. And I'm Andy Gaffman. And we are the The Blue Blue and and White White Brothers. Brothers. Two brothers. Two takes. One team. Well, hello, everyone. You have found us. It's the first episode of the first season of Blue and White Brothers. And uh, let me tell you, we are so excited to be here. I'm Andy Gathman. I'm with my brother, Tom Gathman. Hi, Hi, everybody. We have no idea what we're doing, but we're literally doing it. (laughs) We are. We've done it. We've just done it. Um, So... Basically, let's just dive in here. Um, my brother and I have been super fans of Penn State for a long time since we were kids. And, you know, in the digital age, we've been texting and sending links back and forth to each other for years. And his wife is basically like, you fed up with it. Like, she's like, do something about it. If you if you care so much, do something about it. And, here, you know, here we are. <laughs> yep. The, the, the thought was, you know, we should share our conversations with other people. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we uh, frequently find ourselves having conversations about is how we wish there were other podcasts out there for Penn State football. And, uh, you know, maybe we're the only ones, but we thought we could contribute to that. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what to expect from our podcast and how we got to, to this point Uh, in just a little bit, but uh, we thought you might like to learn a little bit more about who we are, uh, why we love Penn State football so much. And uh, so, Tom, why don't you tell them a little bit about our family? Well, to reference the great um, movie Kindergarten Cop, this little segment is called Who is Your Daddy and What Does He Do? You tell me, who is your daddy and what does he do? Um, a classic. Well, Arnold, uh, we'd love to tell you. Uh, so our father and our mother and um, their uh, families um, basically are have been huge Penn State fans for generations, essentially. Uh, m- mostly our our mother's side, the, M- the McCord family. Not um, just fans, alums. Alums, generational alums too, and 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 not just school alums, but um, Penn State athletic alums as well. My our our mother's brother was a Penn State tight end in the '60s. He was on the teams with like Franco Harris, and and they were good buddies in college. And um, you know, there were some great teams back in those '60s, uh, the undefeated teams back to back, I believe, if I recall correctly. And um, so you know. Uh, that that kind of um, by the way, his name was Jim McCord, um, and the McCord family. Just those blue and white roots run super deep, um, so deep. I remember uh, growing up watching Penn State football every Saturday on the television. Uh, I remember going to at least one game a season. Uh, it was just it was the highlight of the fall. It was the the the, ex- the most exciting thing uh, you know about uh, the fall growing up. Uh, you know, remember some of the great games. One of my one of my earliest memories uh, was I was I guess I was probably nine nine years old at the time uh, was was the uh, nineteen eighty six uh, Fiesta Bowl national championship game oh, yeah. against Miami. I remember the interception with Pete, Pete Giftopoulos there at the end, and and the and the announcer just screaming his name, Pete Giftopoulos, Pete Giftopoulos. You know, is you know just it, you know just. You're hooked. You know what else are you gonna do? Our our family had season tickets for our entire lives. Like we had four extended family. Extended. Extend, family. Well, yeah, we all yeah we all like chipped in and everybody got to like pick games to go to whatever. Um, but 
So we had four seats. Uh, I think it was like uh, rows 68 and 69 in section EE, right along. If you if you've been if you've been a Penn State fan for a long time, you know where section EE is. Obviously on the east side, um, but it was like bordering the senior section. So when I was a kid, like there are all these rowdy drunk seniors partying next right next to me and i'm just like this is the greatest thing ever like it was they were the best seats they were so much fun i mean there were so many good games growing up that that i really like valued and treasured as a part of my you know experience uh in my childhood and man i I remember going to uh the cincinnati game with my grandmother and um you know all of her friends from from so many years are all sitting around and they know her and she's introducing me and matriarch uh, of our family yeah, I you know, and I, you know, of course, everyone probably has a story of like the first time walking through the tunnel and like the the stadium opening up. It was just awe inspiring, and I think didn't that we won like didn't we win like was, seventy I think it was something eighty one yeah thing was that game. <laughs> yeah. So again, talk about getting hooked. It's just like wow, that's just incredible to see your team demolish someone. Uh, you know, Cincinnati this year is a much better team than that, but maybe. you know, back <laughs> maybe right, who knows? But back then, you know, it's just anyway that you know that's we got a whole host of stories like that. Um, I remember, I remember the, um, one of my favorite memories from the, you know, like the nineties when I really started like being able to travel to games as a more of a formed adult, uh, (laughs) I was the, the 99 season we opened with Arizona as the number one preseason ranked team with LeVar Arrington, Brandon Shore, Shafi Fields. Like we had Omar Easy, we had Aaron, um, oh man, Aaron, the the fullback I can't anyways so um Aaron Harris there we go nice. <laughs> he was the man um, nailed it yeah and we had I our, like a was it Rashard Casey and Kevin Thompson as the the dual quarterback system which ultimately didn't work out too well but it was a great team for the first nine games of the season but we started with number four preseason ranked Arizona and it was supposed to be like this like mega Titan matchup and they had Trung candidate who was a you know um, a Heisman Trophy candidate preseason and we mopped the field with them and it was just oh, like yeah. oh and it was a sunny gorgeous day. Uh, just made you feel like national championship. Here we come. That was amazing. It was it was awesome. And and so and, I was in college at Penn yeah. State at the time. I'm a, a year two thousand grad. Um, so I was there, and like you know, every season had been a little bit disappointing up to that point. But like this was the year. I mean, this was the year. And you know, we were undefeated going into the final three game stretch. Oh, dude, and we don't, have. I was at the. I was at that game. I, yeah, I was at that game. I was in that senior section that you were talking about remembering from. I was there with you know, my grand, little our grandfather, uh, oh David Gathman, and holy moly, that was just like we hated uh, you know, ourselves. And we were leading that whole game, but it was you know, of course, closer than you would want it to be. But you know, I mean, our defense, we knew they were going to pull it out, and then Minnesota gets the ball with just a few minutes left, and they throw this like long bomb that oh, that. They, Caught it at like a thirty-yard line or something. How does that happen? I'm like, and I, you know, I'm, I'm. They, they were on the the far end zone from where I was, so like you can't even see what has happened, and you, yeah. you're sure that it was an incomplete pass, and then you see that they caught it. You know, it. they they yeah, that was complete, and you're like, what? And like we had like a good defense that year. Like, how like, did we give what? that up? How how is such a thing Dude, possible? Let me ask you. And question. then and then it wasn't a touchdown. They were still on like the you know whatever four or five yard line. I can't remember exactly. But you're like, Lavar is going to stop them, and we're going to pull this out. But no. No, no, no. They they had to kick like a decent field goal. It wasn't it wasn't that close. Their their 
that catch that 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 launch. Well, that's not, I oh, no, we'll, it was to go back. And, we'll, we'll have to go we'll, back and look. We'll look into it. We'll, we'll, we'll look into. We'll it. add it into the show notes. Um, but uh, <laughs> which, by the way, we this episode, this podcast is so new, like we have no idea what we're doing. Show notes. Who, show who notes. knows what that's going to look like? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, the show notes. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of us. Yeah. Get, get well, me back on so track here. Get me back on so track. So we're gonna, before <laughs> before we get into this season, which we are going to get to, um, we, we told you a little bit about our family history with Penn State football. We told a little bit about um, why we're doing this podcast. But uh, for those of you who don't know us, it's you know, for all I know, everyone listening to this is our immediate family. Maybe for now, <laughs> Tell but your there friends. might be for, <laughs> for those Please. of you who not who don't know us personally, um, we wanted to give you just a little bit of sense uh, in this uh, inaugural podcast about who we are outside of uh, our Penn State fan experience. So, um, Tom, why don't you go first and let them know a little bit about what you are, who you are and what you do. Well, what I am is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Yeah, it's, it's a different sort of beast than what everybody else is. But um, so I, I, I am a, a former active duty uh, United States Marine uh, infantryman. Uh, I've been on a scout sniper team. Um, I have done two deployments to Iraq uh, in the in between 2006 and 2010. Um, I'm 37. I'm, I'm, I'm not married. I have no children. And uh, I am the black sheep of the family um, because, well, because my whole life and, you know, I've always against, gone against the grain uh, in every aspect of life. Uh, my mother used to use a uh, harness on me and a leash because I was so rambunctious when I was a child. She was worried that I would run off uh, forever. Um, but yeah, so so after getting out of the Marine Corps back in 2010, I uh, went back to school uh, at Bucknell for a little bit and f- found my way into um, hiking, a lot of hiking, backpacking to be specific, and even more specific, long distance backpacking. And I have been uh, hiking for the last eight years to the tune of well over 20,000 miles on foot at this point. So I, I have, um, turned it into a career. Uh, I helped design, um, backpacks and hiking gear with uh, mountain Smith, uh, that they're, I, I'm currently living out here near golden Colorado, which is where, uh, mountain Smith is also located. And, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I do. Yeah. I, I, my, my life experience is, uh, is a little bit different from Tom's and let me just say, uh, I've got a 15 year old son and uh tom is his hero i think uh you know <laughs> he sees the the outdoor life as a legitimate career long-term uh possibility for him <laughs> and he really looks up to uh, look hey up no to judgment tom. and uh, yeah you're my hero too man you're yeah my hero, really. <laughs> hey don't forget you have a uh you have a daughter as well that's true i've got a i've got a, a 13 year old daughter um, uh, Eileen and I, uh, we're high school sweethearts. You know, we oh, went her name to, is Angelina, by the way. That's my daughter, not yeah. my wife. Who's no, Eileen. I know. I'm just saying you neglected to mention your daughter's name and that's, that's why uncle Tom is here to the rescue. Thank you. Um, I'm sure once she hears this, she will be deeply appreciative of, uh, of you. I, I like endearing <laughs> of you doing that. Yeah. I'm sure she's never going to listen to this, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> go on. So, so Eileen, yeah, so, so Eileen and I, uh, so I'm the oldest of four. Um, and Tom mentioned he's the, the, the black sheep of the family, which, uh, yeah, he kind of broke the mold. Um, uh, I and my, my two sisters. I uh, broke it all... and then I threw it into the fire and yes. melted it down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then he poured it into a cup 
and yeah. drank it yep. <laughs> while still scalding. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, you know, so we're 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 a, we're a, a really tight knit family. Um, uh, as the the oldest, um, you know, I, I took it upon myself to to give my younger brother lots of guidance in the form of uh, physical restraint and things like that. But anyway, we didn't, we didn't um, get along great when we were kids. <clears throat> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that was would characterize our relationship growing up. But uh, but yeah, that's changed. So um, but anyway. Um, you know, my high school sweetheart, Eileen, um, we, we met in high school. Uh, we went to different colleges. Uh, I went to Penn State, as I said earlier. Eileen went to um, St. Mary's College, which is the all-women's school associated with Notre Dame, Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana. Fortunately, they stopped playing each other, Penn State and Notre Dame, the year we started dating. So it was definitely cosmic. But um, anyway, um, you know, yeah, her I, father, I, her father is a huge Notre Dame fan and went to Notre Dame, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, so, so, but I always really connected to, to church. Our family grew, grew up going to church, um, every Sunday. It was sort of like, you know, unless you're on your deathbed, you're going to be in church and, um, you know, not every kid really enjoys that. I, I really did. I really connected. Uh, I, I had, uh, some deeply spiritual experiences when I was, uh, growing up. And, um, so after I graduated from college, uh, Eileen and I got married and we moved, uh, to Maryland and I got connected to a church in Maryland, uh, ended up working for that church. Eileen ended up working for that church. Uh, we started uh, building our family, uh, and after about 10 years in Maryland, uh, felt called to, to uh, pastoral ministry, went to seminary. Um, now I'm uh, back in Maryland after seminary and uh, leading a small uh, rural congregation uh, in northern Baltimore County. And um, you know, but through it all, you know, all those changes, you know, that Saturday football game has still uh, with Penn State has been sort of that thing that that really gives me that that enjoyment outside of uh, the the seriousness and the the stresses of uh, of leading uh, faith uh, communities. And so, um, you know, so we've been doing a lot about talking about the past, talking about our history um, and who we are. But now we want to shift and talk about this year of Penn State football, uh, talk about who we are as a Penn State football team this year. And uh, so, Tom, you know, as you think about big picture, think about this Penn State football season, what are the things that are standing out to you right now? Well, I think I, I, I got to lead off with like, you know, the, the understanding that, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic and, and an actual real issue and health and safety concerns are important and and to a certain extent, you know, we we applaud the Big Ten for for d- making the hard decision initially to to cancel the season. Um, I think we can all also, you know, if you've been following it, understand that you know there were not a lot of answers um, that came along with that canceling of the season, other than just hey, we have the players and fans and and coaches and staff, and all, we have all their you know safety and health in mind when we do this. So so. Luckily, they were able to, you know, figure out the correct protocols and come up with a, a plan and a solution to be able to safely have the season. So I applaud them for for figuring it out, and I'm very thankful that that they were able to. And I'm extremely excited for for what this season has in store for for Penn State and Franklin and 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 the whole um, um, you know the whole the whole Big Ten for that. Yeah, matter. I mean, but, I think for me, one of the big emotions is just gratitude. You know, I'm really yeah I'm really yeah. grateful for the chance to, to, to watch football. It and, was um, depressing. Let's be honest. Yeah, it really was. Especially it's, when it's, you start, especially when you start seeing these other conferences kick off and you're like, 
this is weird. You know, the 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 raging Cajuns are ranked in the top twenty-five. You know, <laughs> it how shows you how weird world? the season is. No offense, is. like I they they had had a good run at the beginning of the season, but like if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were in there, you wouldn't ever see a raging Cajun in there. You know, that's not to take anything away. Again, but come on, let's like what kind of a national champion would it be if two whole conferences are removed from the equation of of being able to to say to have a say in the matter come on well i mean ohio state is has a great team we know that they are national championship contenders and we know that penn state plays them tough and we know that each of the last however many years you know four years or whatever penn state has played them extremely close so like to say that we don't have a chance at making a national title run this year is ludicrous. It really is, even without Micah Parsons. So I, you know, I for me, I I I agree with all of that uh, to a certain extent. But again, like my what sense extent? Of, don't you? I'm about to tell you. Okay. Is that you know just the fact of having a chance to watch football at all is a luxury. You know, it, the context of this international pandemic. I, you know, I, I I agree with all those things. It's deeply disappointing not to be able to see or to think we weren't going to be able to see the the team play because I think there are high expectations for the team, you know, all the way back after the Cotton Bowl, watching, you know, watching us, you know, destroy them on the ground the way we did, watching Micah Parson have the game that he had. And, of course, we're not going to get to see Micah this year. So there still is some of that disappointment. Well, we got but, some linebackers waiting in the wings that are going to uh, That's going to – I'm excited game. for that. I certainly yeah. am. You know, but but just, just a sense of gratitude. You know, I, I think it's – you know, I think we need to hold the season loosely – uh, the schedule oh, yeah. that they put out is not gonna, you know, there's not gonna be a lot of room for for uh, teams, you know, not being able to play. You know, if if they can't play, the game is just gonna be canceled. Yeah, right? let's let's so let's let's, let's so I'll have to say just like second. let's just take it as it comes. Uh, you know, let's take it as it comes. Uh, you know, I do tend to get really worked up about about the ups and the downs of the season. I usually go in with a, a whole lot of enthusiasm and optimism. And then like, as soon as the first bad turn hits, you know, I get really depressed for a couple first of weeks. First bad drive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, Which we, is go, usually, we go into every Remember that like, App State, App State oh, a couple yeah. years ago? You're like, oh with, gosh. Like, after the, that was after the Rose Bowl, wasn't it? We you're needed like, an interception in overtime to win that game. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's just like, there goes the season. Yeah. But so like, I, you know, but I guess I, I you know, I'm going into it feeling a little bit like I'm, I'm going to hold it loosely. I want to just be grateful to see the team uh, get well, on the field and play. Whatever happens. Whatever well, let's happens. look at let's look at what we've seen so far from other other teams in in college yeah. football. We've seen let's, a lot of sloppy play. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of sloppy play, and that's with like so we didn't spring uh, practice. Oklahoma, didn't anyone? Exactly. <laughs> the Oklahoma tackling uh, wow. machine that they are. They I don't know like. The fact that spring practice didn't happen probably yeah. means that you had, you know, you didn't get your reps in uh, defense. You know, yeah, like- and of course this is like Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan, uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson. They're all dealing with those circumstances. Of course, those other Certainly. conferences are now playing real games. It'll be interesting. You know, we've we've had a whole extra what two months really, um, some of which has been we've been allowed to do on-field activities, some of which we haven't been allowed to do on-field activities. And it'll just be interesting to see how the Big Ten hits the ground running, how Penn State hits the ground running for uh, a season that's starting, you know, basically, uh, you know, on Halloween. Yeah. 
No, not basically. Uh, it's the week before. Yeah, week before Halloween. It's no, <laughs> you, <laughs> you gotta know, get right here. I'm not throwing shade at Indiana. You know, I'm just no. saying. Dude, in terms Indiana of like, is a much better program than they have been historically speaking. They play uh, good defense. Yeah, they've got they got players on offense. Like they can make trouble for a team. They can definitely make trouble for a team. And we should. It's a good warm up game for us. I think for Ohio State, especially because I mean, it's on the road. I don't know if it is a warm-up game. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm saying a warm-up game for Ohio State. I Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, yeah, it will challenge us. Uh, I think that, is to me, is one of the big question marks I have going into the season. And, of course, like in a normal season, in the month leading up to it, you have – you know, you have all your press, you have all your interviews with Franklin, you you have a sense for how the team is doing. And I feel like right now, I don't have a sense of how the team is doing. I don't know. I mean, there's so much riding on how this team has been preparing, uh, not just over the last month, but over the whole summer and like through, through, you know, being off campus and being far away from each other and everything, you know, how have these coaches and how have these players handled the kind of adversity? And that's going to be a huge dividing line among teams around the conference. Well, speaking of coaches, you know, we have Kirk Shiraka, the new offensive coordinator that was there during the bowl game. And we have a new uh, defensive line coach to replace, um, Spencer, you know, our, our wild dog unit, our, our uh, coach chaos. A new offensive a line. New offensive, new offensive line uh, coach as well, for, um, Trout Wayne from Boston College, who uh, by all counts is, was a great hire, and we'll see if that produces results. Judging and we by have a new um, uh, wide receivers coach as well. Yeah. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, but I, and and which is interesting because the, I'm trying to remember his name and I can't think of it. Was he hired from with? No, I don't know who it was. It was um, yeah. he's the all time yeah uh, Taylor Stubblefield. Uh, he is the Big Ten's all time leading receiver. You know, mm-hmm. and he was down. He was coaching with Miami last Do you year. You think he'll teach these boys how to catch? <sighs> Man, really hope so. I wanna I wanna believe it. I, our receiving core has kind of. Uh, not really lived up to its expectations the last couple of years. Not yeah. since like Chris Godwin left, essentially. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, I feel that way. I mean, and by the way, lots of respect because like all of these athletes are amazing athletes. You know, uh, I love our Penn State team. Like I'll, I remember going out like after the the last game we went to and throwing the football around in the, you know, in the in the parking lot and like yeah, how many four out of yeah, passes well, did I catch? We're not you know? we're not singling so, anyone out right now. In terms no, of, no, but just know, like except for general, the old coach. <laughs> yeah. In general, the receiving core has really been, you know, has been not uh, on par with the other units on the Too team. Too many drops. Also, also not on par with the other uh, units that they're playing against. You know, I mean the the Ohio State receiving core, the Clemson receiving right, core, the Alabama right. uh, Alabama. You they, be- you want to be up cow. in the, the discussion with a t- being a top four team. You can't have receivers dropping balls in games. You, you have can't. to. You got to catch, catch the ball. You, you have play to, catch the ball. to win. So the it'll game. be interesting to see. You, you know, um, you know how these new coaches do coming in. I got to say, I am especially after what Minnesota did to us last year, which, which, you know, was like a replay twenty years later of the nineteen ninety nine game where you're coming in with a lot of opportunity if you just simply win that Minnesota game and uh, they they just picked us apart and then we got their OC I'm really yeah. really excited to see what Kirk Sharaka can do and I've high high hopes 
And it's very, it's very, um, <clears throat> it's interesting that you know Minnesota had a lot of good receivers that they made the most of, and a and an, I'd say an average quarterback that he that uh, Kirk Sharaka coached up to be a, a well above average quarterback, uh, if not great quarterback. Um, and we have Sean Clifford, who has all the talent in the world. Uh, he can use his legs, a lot but, of potential. But it's all about getting the receivers to do their part. So we'll see about that. But but here's the other thing: is we have. Um, a, a great tight end room. We have a great running back room, you know, the lawn yeah. boys. And, and I Woo. forget what the tight ends call themselves. Uh, they, they call themselves some, some interesting. Uh, I'll have to figure that out <laughs> later. Um, it's like, they're like the aces or something like that. I, I forget it, I, that could be wrong and that could be way off. But so the point is Kirk Chiraca's, um track record from last season does not exactly bode well for those two different um, groups, the tight ends and the running backs, in the passing game. And because you're saying he didn't use them at Minnesota, if you look at the numbers, the, the they were not the they were not used well. I mean, they they, they may not have needed them. Is the point? They had all mm-hmm. the, all the talent in the world. Well, they may not the have receiver. had. Yeah, and they may not have had the same caliber of talent that we Agreed. have in state. So it'll be it will be interesting to see how adaptable Sharaka's offense is to the to the talent he has on the field. I, I did listen to or maybe read an article about him talking about how excited he was that he's never had the talent level to work with that he has here at Penn State. Yeah, I mean, state. we've had we've had some of the best tight ends in the country the last couple of uh, several seasons and in the last couple of recruiting classes. I think we have like three really good options at tight end. Uh, we have three really good options at running back. Um, yeah, I think I think the tight ends. You know, we got Pat Fryermuth, we have Zach Koontz, and I think we have Brenton Strange, and I think there's some other. Well, don't not uh, to mention Theo Johnson, who's coming. Yeah, in, coming out of one yeah, tight end out of Canada, recruit. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have four four great you know tight ends with with athletic uh, abilities and um, able to make a difference this season. I, I and then you have Journey Brown, total stud, oh, track man, track I star, turn wait. football beast. Uh, Thank God no- we finally found who our number one back is coming out of the end of the last season. Well, Holy that's the cow. crazy thing is Noah Kane can be a number one back, I think. That's true. And, and, and from what I'm hearing is the running backs room are catching balls like crazy. I think I read that Journey Brown has said he's been catching so many balls, his hands are like hurting badly. <laughs> so yeah, so right. Journey Brown, Noah Kane, um, you know, they Devin Ford and beyond. Uh we got some other f- true freshmen coming in. Yeah, They're gonna some, some Kaziah Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um so so you know I Kirk Shiraka is gonna be uh actively attempting to utilize these guys in the passing game. Um so it'll be really, really interesting to see what we do with the running back uh, position in the passing game because, man, we got options there, and we don't have proven wide receivers yet, um, you know, like you know, that have produced. Like our, yeah. our, our top yeah, wide receiver from last year. I think we got, we got some is, options coming in, but, again, unproven. Yeah, unproven. yeah. Ja- Jahan so, Dotson's our, our, our main producer from last season, and those numbers are, aren't exactly, like, huge or anything like that. No disrespect. Right. He's going to be great for us this year. Um, but but you know we Allegedly. haven't we haven't utilized a a running back in the passing game really since Saquon Barkley. Miles mm-hmm. Miles Sanders, you know, had a fraction of what Saquon Barkley did when he was uh, 
because Ricky Ronnie just basically let it drop off uh, the map in terms of like really utilizing the running back position in the passing game. So, so listen, I think we're going to do a full uh, preview of all three phases sure. next episode. Sure, sure, sure. So, so let's step back again, big picture. What are you? Any other thoughts about this season going into it? Um, my thought is we have it'll be a miracle if we get to play all all eight games yeah you know before the ninth week which is a uh, a special kind of week that i'm excited ne- about that never been week. done before that's you know? kind of a cool idea all right so we'll, we'll explain that 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 ninth week a little bit later but like so okay you know if we get eight games off amazing you know maybe the protocols the big 10 puts forth it, uh, will can and will allow for it but i'm very skeptical i mean look around that. the college football landscape notre dame had to cancel a game they were you know baylor the, didn't play a game for the first for like three, weeks. three weeks yeah <laughs> yeah you know i mean you you have implications that like the memphis football team uh, either caught it or gave it to one of their early opponents um yeah. You know, so, you know, this, you know, fortunately, we have, I haven't heard anything about um, college football players getting seriously ill, um, but, but this is a real thing. It's a disease. It's out there. Um, you know, just in the last couple of days, we've, we've heard it's hit the White House, you know, you know, so th- this is a thing, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a factor and it's, it's going to be unpredictable. Yeah. It's um, affected the NFL this week for sure. You know, and by the way, we're recording this on uh, Monday, the, I think it's the, today's the fifth, Monday, the fifth. So yeah, the fifth, today's the fifth. Um, so the Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers game has already been postponed to, and they've had to adjust schedules and that's, that's got its own issues. And if you've got fantasy leagues, you know, I'm, that's a, maddening to be dealing with all these like you know possibilities that are going to be coming up down the down the line but um so so yeah so we understand covid's going to affect the season so if we get five games yikes if we get less than five holy crap if yeah, we get right. seven great i know you know if we get uh, seven know, games great i know what a lot of why what if we can't play the mm-hmm. Ohio state game though you oh, know like man. what what if that is like yeah uh, like like a a major in division opponent and I think, like, the, again, like, we're going to want to, like, project all these different scenarios. Um, you know, all of the commentators are going to be projecting these different scenarios. But it's going to be really hard. I mean, one of the big reasons that, like you said earlier, that that I think the Big Ten is playing is because we want to be in that national championship conversation. But how are you going to compare, you know, different conferences who are playing different kinds of games, some game, you know, imagine if Clemson can't play Notre Dame. Imagine if Alabama can't play Georgia. Imagine if, you know, Penn State can't play Ohio State. Like, how do you judge these uh, these these teams from one to the other? As you have, like, if Ohio State only gets through four games, are you still going to, you know, let, they are undefeated for those four games. But are you going to still, you know, let them into the national championship I mean, and it won't be their fault if they don't get to play all the games. Yeah, you but know, they can be penalized fault. for it. You know what That's I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, because like, the amount how- of, uh, yeah, the amount of like um, subjectivity that'll be going on for for this season is just going to be chaotically asinine. Yes. And we, yes. we well, thought we yeah. were upset about Penn State not getting into the Final Four <laughs> yeah. in 2016. You're going to be very disappointed, you know, with and it with sounds the way like this they, is going to go. They, Floated a serious proposal for an eight-team playoff, and I think if this Which is was peed if, if upon. oh my gosh, that's you know if there's any year to do it and try to make some concessions, like you know ne- this would be the year. But but Let's again, not get started big, on that. 
I, I know, can't. but we'll big picture, later. glad for football. You know, I mean, I've loved watching the SEC play and like, you know, Mississippi State beat Ooh, LSU. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, Oklahoma uh, and then get back beat by back. Arkansas this past oh, week. Yeah. Arkansas is the first SEC win in three years. Wow. In 20 SEC matchups, they beat the team that beat the national champion LSU Tigers. I, it's just, it's just, uh, it's an omen, you know, it's a foreshadowing of what's to come. And, and we're going to have this in the Big Ten. You know, if I had my way, you know, Michigan... <laughs> It's going to be the one that's mm. going to like struggle the most. Like they're going to have the Oklahoma type experience, you know, uh, of that of, would be just, very oh, satisfying. I just and like uh, make no mistake. We love Michigan and Ohio State to no degree <laughs> <laughs> equally. OK, but there's something about there's Michigan something that losing, which is just Harbaugh, m- Harbaugh, much more satisfying to me. <laughs> Again, Ohio State's the top dog. It has been for many years now. Yeah. And and and, and beating them is going to be great. And watching them lose is great. It's great. That's great stuff. But Michigan, just keeping that like pathetic ball rolling is great. <laughs> It's even better. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's, who knows? I mean, for all we know, that Penn State's going to be wearing that, you know, oh, that man. clown costume. I'm going to eat those words when Michigan beats oh, us later this year. And 100%. I'll cry, and I'll crawl into a hole, and I'll cancel the podcast, and, <laughs> and that'll be it. You know, we had a good so, run. I, I do think we haven't we haven't actually talked about what will we do on weeks that 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 we have a disastrous week. Uh, like, I don't know how – I don't know what that podcast is going to sound like. Overeating <laughs> – um, yeah, while we're doing d- the podcast, deep, deep, uh, dark depression uh, with, <laughs> with, with sugar foods and, and all sorts of gluttonous, uh, treats. Yeah, no, it'll be, <laughs> maybe we just skip the podcast that week. <laughs> uh, rain delay, <laughs> uh, due to COVID, uh, 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 what is it? What, what's the word they use? COVID related <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> we will not be having a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay, oh, you guys so. you guys are gonna be i mean who knows maybe this is the year that we go undefeated and we run the table and like we can claim being the good luck charm but you know odds are uh all the projection out there you know there's gonna be a bad game um whether it's ohio state or whether it's uh, no, 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 no. you know uh, slow uh, down slow down we're going undefeated every year you know, zero losses. That's, undefeated you are the every optimist year. going going in. You are so <laughs> I don't optimistic. Care. That's great. I'm definitely more of the realist, but I, I you know, I, it's you know, if let's say if if we have uh, you know a bump in the road as a team this year, you know, when you guys hear that podcast, you guys, you, you know. They're going to be calling in like the uh, the, the helplines for us, like the mental health helplines. I think because like that's going to be a tough podcast to get through. But hey, ooh, that's a good it, point. I haven't even thought of that. <laughs> it's like all, how am I supposed to talk about this? You remember we went to the Rose Bowl. We went to the Rose Bowl. Uh, you uh, know, back in two thousand by you know, the January two thousand seventeen. One of my best memories ever. Even still, yeah. Well, how how difficult? Like, how long was it until you got to like rewatch? that game how long did it take you did you it. ever rewatch it i've never yeah, watched because it, it was on tv because you had you because you, you're still grieving you haven't gone a, through it the was a knife to process. the gut that was twisted yeah. and then someone well, reached so, in and pulled out the entrails and then asked you to eat a big mac 
Well, so well, we went to In and Out Burger instead. Remember? Um, yeah. So, so when Good you burger. say that you're more of the realist and I'm more of the optimist, you know, I, when I say I'm going, we're going to go undefeated every year, and you you are the quote unquote realist who's like you know supposed to. So when you take those losses, you deal with those losses worse than I do. Cause I'm able to, I'm able to like eh, shrug it off and be like, you know, I whatever, you know, like I, I went and was able to watch that game like within like a week or two, I think. What and are you saying? Are you saying I'm the pessimist? No. Well, no, I'm saying I'm saying you declare yourself a realist, and maybe you think we're gonna go, I don't know, six and two or seven and one, but you're gonna take that loss even harder than me. But if you really believed we were gonna go, if you like, you are also an optimist, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you have the feeling right. deep my heart inside you that we can go yeah. undefeated. So when we lose that game, even if you thought we would lose a game in the season, you're just as crushed. That's prepare what for, I'm saying. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. That's me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I think in my heart of hearts, I, 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 I really think in my heart, I'm more of a realist in understanding that, yeah, we probably will lose, but but I'm going to say we're going undefeated. We're going undefeated every year. All right, that's I've spoken wow. my piece. We, I on feel that. like we've done some some real good work here today. They're really getting a picture for who we are. Did not expect the, this. the three people that are in our family that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. They're like so, yeah, we already knew that about you, idiots. <laughs> so, right. um, listen. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Big picture uh, for the season coming up. Um. Yeah. Well. So I. You know. I'm excited about. Uh, you know, our one, two punch of, of, of journey Brown and Noah Kane. Like I, I, I want to see a Penn state like pounding running game, just like, just running it down their throats is so so gratifying. Like the long pass is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like I love, I, I love the trace McSorley, you know, air it out. Um, you know, go jump up and get it. Chris Godwin and Deshaun Hamilton and and Mike Kosicki. That was awesome. And even, you know, Said Blacknell. Um, but you know, I just, and also, uh, what was his name? Uh, er, er, number 11, Irvin that always was Charles Irvin, Charles Irvin that was getting flagged for every, you know, punt, you know, tackle on, on punt because he was on special teams anyway. So, um, I, I just I want to see a dominant running team. Yeah, I really yeah. do. And and with our offensive line, just slowly, slowly, slowly. I think incrementally we've got a every year they've been getting a little better for the last four years. I think we got a chance for a great line this year, especially with so Phil too. Troutline. I think so in. too. I think with, with a new uh, offensive scheme, a new oh, uh, offensive coordinator, and offensive uh, line coach, and then these running backs who have got who have shown that they are very capable, and are are like you know have their own unique skill sets um, for what they can do. It's just like I, I'm very, very intrigued by the possibilities for how to utilize their running uh, talents and their running skill sets for individual, you know, different different um, schemes and against different types of defenses. It's just like we can exploit teams and keep them off balance and then throw, toss the pass in and, and, yeah, and work Clifford's play action. A, and Clifford's got a great long ball when he's accurate. Yeah. And so that 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 definitely is a really And when nice he's given time in the pocket mm-hmm. and he's not got, yeah. doesn't have his happy feet cuz he's always thinking he's going to get sacked. So yeah, I'm excited yeah, for the running. There's a lot to look forward to this season. I, I really Did you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. 
So we're real pros here. Yeah, I, I, I definitely am excited to to see the new faces on defense step in and step forward um, at all levels. You know, the the defensive line looks like it could be strong again, really strong again. We got some real athletes on the on the defensive line, and the, you know, if I'm talking about real athletes, we have some like world class athletes at linebacker waiting to step in for for Micah Parsons I think that most people are just like dang it we're Micah didn't opt back in like this sucks like yes he is one of the greatest linebackers that ever played at Penn State there's as far as talent goes production yeah, and this dominance, was gonna be his season. man this yeah, was he gonna was be gonna, his season to really he, people were talking about him preseason springs Heisman. you know soon, they were talking Heisman right after the bowl game like yeah that's on the heels of that and so and he had a dominant performance in the in the Excuse me, in the Cotton Bowl, but um, I, I agree with you. Um, there were some times where uh, Brandon Smith, number twelve. Oh, dude, he is gonna be great. Like he, I remember there were some hits that he laid on that were like, I mean, I thought he killed somebody. Were, yeah, was was how, this, were how this hard was a he hit freshman. people. This was and he, and he, for freshman, and he just you know like he was shot out of a gun. You know, in terms of how fast he moved to hit, to, I would to hit say the ball a cannon. Player. I would say he was shot out of a cannon, Andy. Well, sure, that that <laughs> works too. Thank you. Cannon is a bigger gun. Okay, much bigger. Um, and, yeah, and uh, got, so so yeah, we got some really good. Ellis uh, Brooks showed some, put some good stuff on tape. Um, you know, we've got uh, Lance Dixon coming in. Another, you know, Brandon Smith and Lance Dixon, five star linebackers, and we've got another five star linebacker behind them in. Curtis Jacobs as well. He'll be wearing number twenty-three. Um, and this is just like we have a, a linebacking core that is. So I think we're going to talk about the specifics about the about the linebacking core and and the rest of the defense. You asked what I'm excited I, about. I know. I, big picture. That's big, big picture. picture. That's big, huge. Okay, linebacker, <laughs> you. That is big picture stuff. Come on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I, the last thing I just want to say, I, I, I hinted at it uh, earlier, but but um, Franklin's leadership during this time, um, you know, I, I just want to say, uh, you know, I think when when the Penn State fan base transitioned out of the, the Paterno era, which, of course, was, you know, we grew up in, um, we have some personal connections uh, to Joe Paterno. And, um, you know, then we had the Bill O'Brien, you know, thanks, Bill, for getting us over Don't the hump. Don't neglect Tom Bradley. He was he was the head coach for a minute. He was the head coach for a minute. Uh, but but anyway, you know, when when James Franklin came in, um, you know, I really liked what I saw from the beginning. Um, I You know, I think he's done a really nice job of of, of appreciating and um, – you talk big picture. He's he's been playing the big picture. He has been. He's been playing the big picture. He understands, uh, I think, what Penn State football is all about. But he's leading us and taking us into, you know, the current um, landscape, modern landscape of, yeah. uh, modern landscape of yeah. college football. But I think, you know, the, the few things that I've heard from him uh, over the last few months, I've been very, very appreciative. Uh, you know, I think he's been a good advocate for his players and for his program, but he's also, I think, kept things in their proper context. Um, and, um, you know, there have been some other programs that have been sort of waving their arms and yelling at, at you know, people and, and, and you know, sort of making a, 
uh, a nuisance of themselves. And I don't think Franklin's done that, even though he's he's been uh, speaking out about the need for more information earlier on. And um, you know, I just I, I think he's done a really nice job of of. Like, let me tell you, it's hard to be a leader in in this context as someone who's also in a leadership position in an organization much smaller. Um, but but but, it, but it's, very, very real like. Consequences yes, with, yes, with very, how your leadership is is you know implemented and received. Absolutely, yeah, it's real real life. And and in this context, you know, a lot of people, if you're not in a leadership role, you don't understand um, all of the dynamics that you have to keep in mind as that uh, organizational leader. Um, one of the phrases that I hear a lot, and I heard it with with, with uh, Penn State football um, or Big Ten football, was well, why can't we just and then fill in the blank? And like for me, that's a sign that you haven't really thought through the details. You haven't thought through the implications. You just want a certain outcome. Uh, you you haven't taken responsibility to think through, you know, everything that's going to require to get that desired outcome. Right. And and and, and the circumstances span, it's very right now, easy to do that. Yes, span, exactly. it's very easy to do that. Exactly. And I'm guilty um, and, of it. <laughs> and so I think I think you know I, I you know I'm looking at um, James Franklin leadership with a lot of admiration. Um, he's kept his uh, energy. He's kept his. Um, his optimism. He's he's continued to communicate with his team and and with the fans. Um, you know, I, I'm hopeful that that will translate to something that'll be really positive on the field because I'm this hoping season. that yeah, this season, right? Because he's done positive things the previous season. I mean, I mean, look, you got to look at his record. Oh, it he's stacks had a, up. He's had an all time run for us for, for Penn State. Aside from not winning a national championship, you know, it stacks up to any other you know stretch of 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 seasons Four years. in Penn State's history, yeah. you know, so 2016, you know, 17, 18, 19. So he's really accomplished a lot on the field. Um, he's accomplished a lot off the field in terms of the quality players he's um, recruited and uh, sent to the NFL and also just sent out to life. But um, you know, I just I, I've seen a lot of good things from James Franklin. I've got a lot of admiration for him, and I, I think his leadership and the rest of the coaching staff, like, particularly for the Indiana game and the Ohio State game. With no preseason, uh, you know, well, you know, Kent State's not really preseason, but you know, I mean, that's kind of how they structure it, uh, you know. So, you know, without any of those sort of um, non-conference, um, you know, lighter competition games, say cupcake, say it. You know, no, it. Say no disrespect to Kent State. That's what they're called. They're called. You're called a cupcake, and 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 by the way, some of the earlier years in Franklin, we, we, who we lose to Akron. Was it or was that with Bill O'Brien? I forget. Uh, what, what, we just, lost to either Akron or like I don't remember. It was or at Kent State. Or there, what's the other school that's just like them? I, I don't. <laughs> re- <laughs> There's like another Ohio school out there. Toledo. Yeah, there it is. That's the one. We we lost to like one of those three schools, yeah. and it was just like a tragedy, mm-hmm. you know. And oh yeah. We'll, so so we don't have those. Cupcakes to Quote warm unquote. up to, but yeah. you know that begs just, the question. Always, like, let what, me just finish no. my thought. Like I just, I just, I think there's a lot uh, in the early season that's going to depend on you know the leadership of of the team, uh, particularly James Frank. And I, I just, I, without seeing the results and without hearing a lot about what's going on behind the scenes, I feel really good about uh, Penn State's chances to have a good start to the season. Isn't that the the beauty? Of, of football, you know, like, like how we can feel going into a season, you know, like the, gotta like love it. E- everything is possible at the beginning of the season. Like, and the fact that we didn't have a season four weeks ago was just like, 
it just left this vacuum mm-hmm. of like what what like I guess I have a lot of free time this this you know this fall this on weekends and I can do I can get projects done. No no no. I know. Now, I this to... is our project now. <laughs> yes, it is our project. Uh, Lord help us and Lord help you. Um, yeah. So so there's a lot to come, um, but we just finish today by giving you a sense of of, of what to expect uh, from from uh, week to week uh, from the Blue and White Brothers. Uh, we're gonna do. Right now, we're planning on one episode a week. Um, I know in some ways it doesn't feel like it's enough to cover everything that's going to happen, but that's what we we're, we're going to start out. We're going to start there. We're going to start there. We're going to start there. Um, we're, we're we're guys that that don't necessarily. We're not going to be making money on this. <laughs> you know, this is like a labor a labor of love. Yeah, not yet. You know, we, we hope we hope to. By the uh, way, if any potential sponsors are listening, we are accepting sponsorships. Yep, yep. If you're if you're a, especially if you're a Penn State brand of any kind, we want to support Pennsylvania the, brand. Yeah, we want to uh, we want to support the Keystone State and the Keystone um, you know economy if we can, especially in these harder times. Um, and we hope that they can support us during these harder times. Um, but yeah, we, we we this is a labor of love right now, and and it is love you know more than labor, but it does it does take time. And while I uh, my schedule is a lot more flexible. My brother's is not quite as flexible. <laughs> what do you say? So I'm saying I could do two episodes right now. Let's go every week. Yeah, <laughs> and some of you us have might not be a real to. job, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't have a real job. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so <laughs> he's kind of right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. we're doing one, one episode a week. We're planning on a midweek drop. Um, we'll be f- trying to figure out what the best time to do that drop is. Um, but Tuesday so, to Thursday time some, frame sometime in there we'll play with looking. it if you let us let us know when you want to hear from us um, we'll try to figure that out but um, you know once we get into the season we're going to have a couple other preseason episodes here but once we get into the season we'll, we'll probably spend about half the um, podcast talking about the the week prior and what happened and then spend the other half looking uh, to the week ahead the opponent that's coming up whatever adjustments that we want to uh, see from our team etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, so so that'll happen midweek and um, yeah it's going to be great I'm looking forward to it, it it's just exciting to have uh, something to talk about with regard to Penn State football this season and um, uh we want to also let you know, I'm not sure how you're listening to this today, um, but we're going to be able uh, to, to get this out. Uh, the plan is to have it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music. Um, you know, and if you find us on one of those, but you, don't, you have another uh, you know, podcast uh, app that you prefer and, and you can't find us there, let us know. We'll see. If yeah. We whatever platform you like listening to, if you, if you're wanting to see us on there, uh, let us know and we'll see if we can get ourselves on that platform as well. This is, again, this is a work in progress for us and we're, we're going to be uh, pivoting on the fly to, to make all the ends meet. Yeah. So, um, you know, as Tom said, this is a labor of love. Um, we're doing it for us because we love it, but we're also doing it for you. We're going to share uh, our love of Penn State football with you. And so uh, we want to engage with you. Um, if you would like to uh, send us a message, um, you can reach out to us on social media. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter accounts. Uh, we also have uh, an email, blueandwhitebrothers at gmail.com, spelling out and, and- 
Yeah, blue and blue the word and, and not the and percent and. Um, <laughs> Which so, I don't think you can do for... No, you can't. That's why I'm clarifying yeah. it, especially. Um, blue but, and white brothers at gmail.com. And we, we also encourage if you have questions that you'd like for us to read on the air and answer on the air, we'd be happy to do that as well. And we hope that, that we start getting enough listeners that you know, we can do that kind of thing every week. But, yeah, but, we'll, it, but we'll in the meantime... That. In the meantime, we'll 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 get we'll accrue some and and read those when we can. Yeah, and we'll also read um the, you know the best reviews on air because we want to share. Do you have a really really uh, you know terrible review? If the, oh if you yeah. Just, if you want to have a, like a scathing rant about how bad we are, like, like how how loud Tom is in the microphone, or like, like I hear whatever. his beard is scratching if, the. You know, if you really <laughs> want to rip us apart, like we we'd be happy to share your opinions with the seven other people who are listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, share this. Yeah, for sure. Share this if you can. Um, send it out to your to your other Penn State friends. Yeah, we'd be uh, really excited for for other people to listen to this. Okay, so um, yeah, certainly um, like we'll us. We'll beg. We'll beg you. Yes, I'll beg. We will. Please, uh, please share this. <laughs> <laughs> have some self respect. I have none. I've lost it all. I this, uh, we're, yeah, this but, is where we're at. But give us a rating. Write a review. Um, be, definitely be sure to subscribe uh, so that so that you can follow us along. Um, we, you know we've committed to go through this through the season, whatever the season looks like. We're going to be giving you uh, a, a weekly podcast uh, from from here to the end of the season, and uh, we'd love to have you join us. So is, is that is that is that where we're we're, we're cutting things off here? This is we're at like a we're at like an hour, you know, and and an hour straight. I was I was bringing it to a conclusion. If you'd let like to let me. This is no. I like to ruin everything at, at all. All blown, costs. You've blown my out. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, go ahead. Finish off. <laughs> well, I would. Can I let them know what next? The next episode is going to be. If you could. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> so uh, the the plan is in the next episode we're going to do a full preview of all three phases. We're going to give you the offense. We talked a little bit about that. I tried to try to keep them from getting into it too much, but we'll, we'll talk about the offense. We'll talk about the defense. We'll talk about special teams and, and really go through, you know, what are the things we're excited about? What are the things we're, we're wondering about? And um, that's what you can look for. Next episode of the Blue and White Brothers. Thanks for listening to the Blue and White Brothers. Join us next time for another great episode about Penn State football. Want to make sure you don't miss an episode? Be sure to hit subscribe before you go. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review with overwhelming words of adulation and praise. 